0: Welcome to the 488 Park Podcast, where I share information about CRMs, donor databases, and websites. I'm your host, Meg Krekemeyer. Let's begin. So far, all of my podcast episodes have been about donor databases and CRMs. Today, I'm going to shift to another one of my business offerings website development. Often potential clients ask me for examples of websites I've built for other organizations to better understand my design style. While it's nice to see what the completed websites look like, I do not have a design style that I direct my clients to use. Instead, I consider my clients' needs, goals, target audience, and the organization's stories and outcomes to create a website that includes their vision and preferences and speaks to their ideal customers. At the beginning of the process, I provide a questionnaire to my clients to learn more about their business or nonprofit. The questionnaire covers things like, who is their ideal customer or client or donor? What is their elevator speech? That is, how do they quickly explain their business to other people? What is their niche or expertise and why is it important? What are some of the keywords to describe their business? What do they want their website to convey? These questions lead to more conversations and brainstorming about the business's or nonprofit's goals, how they acquire their customers, clients, or donors, as well as details about their competitors and any issues they want to address. For example, maybe there's a disconnect between who they think their ideal customer is and who is actually engaging with them. We will discuss how their customers clients find them and whether or not they make a habit to ask those individuals how they found them. And we will discuss marketing outreach and social media. Once we've completed the discovery process, I will create a draft website for them to review since it's way easier for my clients to be an editor rather than a creator. In the end, your website must tell your visitors what you do, make, or sell clearly and concisely. The best thing I heard about website development was from Carrie Sharp, a Chicago area marketing expert who said, don't make me think, meaning make sure the website is easy to navigate. Put information in obvious places. Don't hide your contact information. Put donation buttons front and center. Put action buttons throughout the site. Don't hide information in menus three levels deep. In fact, don't have menus that go three clicks deep. No one will look that far. So don't make your clients or customers or donors think about where to find information they are seeking. The website must showcase your niche and expertise to differentiate you from your competition. It must drive action like a purchase, filling out a form, scheduling a consultation or appointment, calling with questions, visiting your business location, or liking or following you on social media. And your website needs to be an integral part of your marketing strategy, so all of your branding is cohesive and easily recognizable. Finally, the website should create interest without being distracting. I recommend avoiding fads, websites are fashion after all, because you don't want to annoy your readers. Ladies, think of that cold shoulder dress. Are you still wearing it or have you tossed it into the back of your closet, never to be seen again? I think of a recent design element where an embedded image will interrupt the flow of content and which requires you to scroll past the image to continue reading. It makes me wonder why anyone would do that to their readers, particularly when there's often an alert at the top of the image that says, scroll past image to continue reading. Why would I? My train of thought and interest has been lost. There will always be great design ideas and you may want to adopt those. You just want to be sure the flow of your site suits your customers, clients, or donors. One other thing to consider is that it's important not to confuse outdated with unfussy. Unfussy and restrained isn't bad if your business is serious like finance, law, insurance, or another fiduciary-related business. I know I don't want my lawyer or financial advisor to be flashy. Now let's talk about cost. Many of my potential clients worry that it will cost a lot and take forever to build or refresh a website. If you're a small business owner, you know who your ideal customer is. And if you've been in business for a while, you also know how to speak to potential customers about your products and services. So why should building a website cost a lot or take a ton of time. It shouldn't. As far as cost, I can build most sites for $1,500 to $2,000 depending on how many iterations and conversations we go through before settling on a final design. The cost will also go up if it's a more complex website like a transactional website or one that has integrations with other systems. The cost includes a manual so you can update language, menus, and products without having to rely on me. I can certainly be on call to update a client's website with content, but if you want to, I give you the tools to do that yourself. That's all for today. If you have any questions or need help building or updating your website, reach out to me at meg at 488parkconsulting.com. This podcast is a production of 488 Park Consulting, LLC. To learn more about my services, visit 488parkconsulting.com and follow my podcast. Thanks for listening.